Welcome to the cabin in Crapper Creek once again for the podcast live from Crapper Creek, wherever in the uh, planet Earth you may be listening. Thank you so much. My name's Glunner, your lovely host. And uh, if you joined us in our last episode, what we had was, of course, week one of the history of Jerry and Glunner. My good partner, Mr. Jerry Evans, is with us once again this week. For uh, uh, episode round number two, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Don't worry of only two. Only, yeah, this is it. There won't be <laughs> right, a third. Right, I don't right. know. Maybe there will. We may have enough for a third. But because we're starting to, we were just talking about everything. And now uh, to recap, we started radio together uh, early 80s in college. Right. I went on to do uh, that successfully. Then we started K-Wolf Radio where when it came on, there had never been a morning show, really. Kind of a yeah. a goofball couple guys that didn't care. And you and I always said, really in the mornings, we were there entertaining each other, and everybody else was just along for the ride. Right, and because that was the whole thing, because it's two people in a room, and my thing was, if I can make you laugh, odds are other people laugh too. It's right. Because like, laughter's contagious. Very contagious. And uh, our listeners, we were just talking about them before we started the podcast, right. were such a vital part of that. Right, and and they brought like a lot to the game right. because it's I, I almost consider Fairbanks to be like a, a, a third host of the show because when we did any contest, uh, people calling in for desperate for dollars, right, hit oh. or miss. Some of the contests we did, like the Lowell Purcell Appreciation, I remember the Ugly Shirt contest and the it, Pudding Plunge to Paradise. <laughs> we had a hundred people dive in a yeah. vat of chocolate yeah. pudding for prizes. Right, we could say, okay, we want to see for tickets. To a concert, who can eat spam the quickest? And we'd have people come up and for a big spam eating contest. Shout out to big Kenny Vanderweiss Holy because cow. that one kid started to eat it. Remember the young boy came in and he started to turn green. He didn't make it through a block. And uh, Kenny ate it in two bites. Yeah. The entire can. Boom, boom, gone. It was like a dog eating a sandwich. Like, <laughs> and then he looked gone. up at us. It was like, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, we had so yeah. many of those contests. So we're gonna, uh, the the time for whatever reason, a group, uh, a marijuana advocacy group, right, dropped a bunch of yeah. uh, marijuana seeds out into the wild. So we tried it with coffee beans. Right, and there you were shipped ashore, dropping coffee beans from a small yeah. plane while I'm down in the studio. And speaking of planes, we also did our show live from the belly of a KC-135 refueling jet, refueling A-10s. Right. Uh, near the Canadian border. Now, how cool is that? Now, they let us down in the belly to actually refuel the planes. And, and, and one of the things was we wanted cool pilot names. But, yeah. of course, by the time we were looking for them, all the good ones were taken. You know, it's like uh, you know, Ace, Ace, Dagger, Cheddar. Uh, oh. all, so all the good ones were taken. So the only pilot names that were left for Glenn and I were Dork Boy and ferret face i know and i don't i think i was ferret face i think you were i think i was dork happy with either of those another (laughs) episode we did is we would host uh concerts what have you one time fox roadhouse which is now a brewery of course the uh um silver gold yeah uh we had a reggae band coming up jack miller and the reggae all-stars actually a very uh, renowned reggae band they were in anchorage they were driving up for a concert in a van hit a caribou in healy We, at the time, had a K-Wolf motorhome and drove this motorhome down the highway uh, a couple hundred miles to pick up a reggae band to get them to the show in time. And uh, good thing you were driving on the way home because... Because uh, you know what happens I when you travel with... I want to say it was a contact high. <laughs> you, you know what happens when, you're, direct when you travel high. with a reggae band. It's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had, and I think one of our uh, all-time favorite bits was... Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, the late, great, legendary yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, side note, little history of Fairbanks, Alaska. The very first concert at our arena there, the Carlson Center, was Stevie Ray Vaughan, and sadly was one of his last. Right. It's happened a few times here. Yeah, we had, yeah, Reba McIntyre's band came up right before they had a track. Yeah, we saw a theme there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to jinx anymore. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. Oh, yeah. There's a few of them. Yeah, there's a been few. a number. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> final shows were here. But at, at any rate, uh, we had tickets and we said, what would you do? And we had one dude mooning people with an apple in his butt and even sent us the Polaroid. I forgot about that one. Right. I tried to, <laughs> but I still have. I, I mean, don't know why I still have it. it, but it and then, again, our listeners, it's like, okay, God he, he could have just pulled down his pants and moon cars as they went by. That probably no, would have been had enough. He have a green apple in his butt. <sighs> we don't know why. No. Nope. The significance of the apple, but there it was. He seemed to enjoy it. 
<laughs> so at the time, uh, we would have on occasion these strippers call in because they're just getting off work, especially right, back then yeah. when the you know is closed right. at like five a.m. So they were uh, usually lit and um, fairly active, rowdy bunch. So yeah. they said, "We'll come down and strip naked." I went like, "Fuck yeah, let's go, <laughs> boobies on, yeah." And I was all in. And then we got to thinking about it after we had already, oh, right. wow, we already committed to these girls coming down to dance naked in our studio, coming fresh from the strip club where they're all drunk. And they came up, and that's when we had a better idea. That's right. Uh, and I wanted to paint the, the picture a little more, but Glenn and I right. were like, well, it's like, yeah, it'd be cool for the dance for us, obviously. But it's like, let's have them go dance for Bill Wally. Who was in the studio next to us, and we had a window through right. the room, so we right. could see him doing a show the whole time right. anyway. And the reason for that window is so, because people get over there and do newscasts, we throw it over them, they throw it back and all that kind of stuff. So we're sitting there, we sent these, and Bill's doing a regular morning show in the in the, in the the wonderful, wonderful, friendly way that right. only was, Bill Wally can do. He was doing a live ad for Ann's Greenhouse. Right. I remember it clear as day. <laughs> so Talking what, about the Delphiniums. So what we did, because we... Uh, on our control board, not only were people listening to our mics, but we brought up the sound from Bill Wally in the other room. So we were basically doing play-by-play announcing with with the sound of and Bill. And he couldn't hear us, but everybody no, in the K-Wolf audience heard him. And these two uh, attractive young ladies sure. go in there, and they've got their G-strings and a little top on, and they're very high heels, which I never really understood. But... Uh, I think the best part of the whole thing, because yeah. they climbed up on the table. Right. Right. So it was it a, is, there was a, a large table, it was like a conference I'm table. I'm telling you, that uh, that hoo-ha was right there at Bill's <laughs> face. It was right. And they and I we told him, don't say a word, just go in. And the best yeah. sound was the sound of their high heels. Click, yeah, click, I knew click, they click, were going to say that. On the table. And there's Bill in there, and he's got his bifocals. They're down a lowered a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. such a professional, because he's doing this yeah. live ad for Ann's Greenhouse, never misses a beat. No, it didn't crack. They are crack they are bit. grinding and they're doing everything except the pole, right there in front of his face on KFAR radio while he's doing a live ad lib for the wonderful flower selection at Ann's Greenhouse. Gosh, and yeah, I think we might even have a tape of it somewhere. But I remember saying something like, "Oh, wonder whatever happened to those Jerry and Glenn that used to work for me." Yeah, no, yeah. he says, "No, it's my, it's my, my, my birthday. It must be my birthday today." Yeah, I wonder whose idea this was. And he goes, "I wonder who used to work for me." And he quickly glances, <laughs> and we tried to duck <laughs> right. through the window. Uh, but the yeah. other part I remember is is him pulling out the dollar bill yeah. while he's doing oh, the yeah. live ad lib. Sliding it in the G string because Bill was the man. Yeah, yeah. And didn't miss a beat. Said, thank you, ladies. I had a couple guests. That was very kind. And he went on with his show. And we were literally bowing in awe. Yeah. And uh, he, he rose up that much higher on the pedestal. Sadly, uh, the legendary Bill Wally passed away just uh, probably not more than a year after. Yeah, no, he was definitely one of our legends. And we got to work with a, a lot of but our he, legends. But Bill was one of those guys that when we could get him in there, uh, he was always game to do something fun. Yeah. Like the time uh, we had him fire us. Right. We've got less than an hour left of our very last show. Jared. That's right. So at this point, like we said, we can pretty much do about anything we want, get away with any anything we want. Uh, hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold what? it. Hold uh, it, oh, guys. Bill Wally. Guys, no, I like you guys. You're, you're, you're really fine young guys. But Hello, I, it's, it's I the mayor. I a couple of things now, and I, I'm afraid that enough wow. is enough. What do you mean is enough? Hey, number one, I told, you, I told you you had to keep the studio clean. Look at this mess. I don't know what that duck is doing on the floor, but let me tell you something. This is terrible. I can't take this another minute. I tried, guys. Uh, well, I sir, tried we're on the air. You, hold it. I don't care if you're on the air. Quack. I mean, I'm in charge here. I mean, this is my radio station. Yeah. And I told you you could have one last day. And yes, I sir. said yesterday when I called you into my office that it had to Quack. be done with some dignity and that you should move out leave the job and do it with some adult quack, approach quack. yeah but and, we're and i've listened to this program this morning and i just can't take any more of this fellas i'm not going to take one quack. more minute so what do you and think I'm sorry. Sir? well you know i i, I don't want to have to take your car away from you but oh. i'm telling you <laughs> quack, right quack. now that this is it I, I really feel sorry about it. I really do, but I just can't take this anymore. Do we need this, Glenn? Oh, no, no, I don't need this, Kenneth. Oh, I don't need this. Oh, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. That's take, it. Take your silly radio. I, I mean, I can rock and roll like anybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's just as simple as pie. You just sit here at the microphone and. Think you'll find it's not as easy as it looks. Uh, right? that's <laughs> you boys have just been too much for me. I'll tell you. Out. That's it. Well, let's see here. I it's been a long time since I played records, but we'll. What do we got queued up? What do we? That's the duck. What is this? 
That's sort of a wild and woolly record. I don't think I need that record. I don't think, uh, I think maybe we should have a, I think FM needs to be upgraded here. What is that stuff back there? <laughs> I believe that FM needs to be upgraded with a little more dignity and a little more adult approach. Right. What is that stuff back there? So I think we should probably add a popular new dimension to FM. I think we'll just do a problem corner. Let's right. do it. Oh, yeah, and we called in. Yeah, we do. We actually call in on it. Uh, do I have that part? I don't know. Quack, quack. Ah, uh, this is a lot better. This will bring income. Look at those little suckers playing those quarters. That's right. not bad either. That's the eight. No, that was a different. percent of twenty-five cents. No, no, they were, that, it was that was when he took a, an arcade. That's when he turned it into an arcade. Every thirty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so that was that was the great Bill Wallace just having fun with us, and we had such a good, uh, a fun time doing radio back then because it was just it, much like the days of KSUA. We didn't we didn't have any technology. Uh, no. Uh, the, you know, I mean, uh, current events, we would get off the wire. Right. And we would get, you know, we news and TV and the newspaper. That's, you know, we didn't have the internet to rely on for that stuff. No. So we did a lot of theater of the mind and a lot of weird bits. Uh, and some of them ended up, we did two, three, we did three cassettes. We did the wake up call, best of the wake up call, volume one and two. And then we did something called 98 fun facts. Cause it was a segment of the show. We would find a, a book of weird facts, yeah. random things. And uh, the, which are quite popular now on a lot of shows. Yeah. And we would do our, uh, come up with one. And then we would take turns running the board and manning the show. And the other person, and we'd switch back and forth every day, would run in the production room and have to do an audio presentation of that fact. Right. Now, of course, yeah. And, you, you, and you'd have maybe 10, 15 minutes to come up with an idea, make all the sound effects, record them onto a cart, a reel-to-reel right. and a record, and, uh, you know. And again, much like we were talking about trying to make the other person laugh, it was a, a point of pride for each of us because, obviously, we wanted to entertain the listeners and stuff. But if I could come in and play something and make Glenn laugh because it, oh. it's not what he would have expected and vice versa. So that right. was – for us, it was just that much fun to do. And you're right. We put a lot – Too much for me. Well, hold a, on. a lot of work in a short amount of time. I've got another one here. Hold on a second. I've got, uh, I've got one of them, actually. This was one of the fun facts fun fact? okay. uh, about rabbits that can see behind themselves. Hey, bunny, want to go for a dip in my pool? Okay. Where can I change into my bikini, Mr. Rabbit? Uh, you can just uh, change right here. I'll uh, I'll turn around. <laughs> okay, but no peeking. Hey, I promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Now, that would never fly today. Right. I don't even know if we could get it, even though it's a rabbit. Oh, right. yes. Hey, what's with the music? Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, probably just those damn neighbor kids. Uh, never mind about that. <laughs> just, uh, you just go that was the uh, lovely and talented Christine Lord, yeah. I do believe. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, we have. No, we, we almost got. It's funny because we're talking quicker on this podcast than we did the last one because we're realizing there's so much stuff we need to talk about. Now, Christine Lord, uh, one of the. She was one of our news people. We, we had, had news and weather people and receptionists, and we were known for like going through them. Like some of them wouldn't last. There was one receptionist here that didn't even last a day. Not one day. And a lot of them, it would just, we'd, we'd fuck with them so often, but we'd have a good time doing it. It was all good fun. I remember Christine Lord, she, she, I felt bad because she, she, she left crying during the one show. Yeah. Well, well she got, no, she got upset until we told her it was fake. Yeah, right. Of course, it was a misunderstanding. And then right. she thought it was funny. Because but uh, she was a good friend of ours. We were all, we were all very close and she was doing news and she thought we were live and we weren't one day. So basically, I guess we can see this because it's a oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, fun. so, so Christine Lord, she was a, this she is was like 1990. And, right. She was doing news and weather and she would come in and she, so we'd bring everything up. So on the board, we, we, we put everything in what we call audition, which means we can hear it in the studio. They can't hear it in, in the free world. Yeah, we had like songs playing songs playing, but she comes in and we bring the music down and act like we're doing a break. It's like, oh, time now for news with Christine Lord. And she would start doing the news and we go, uh, boy, it's kind of cold in here, isn't it? And uh, she stops like, she's, why are you doing this? And she's, yeah, I guess. And Glenn goes... Well, it must be because I can see your nipples poking right through your shirt. And now, it's a little off-putting. And she went... Because <gasps> oh, in, oh, oh. in her mind... We were live on we the air. We were live on the air. We were yeah. doing this on the air. 
<laughs> so so she freaked she out. She was and also bolted. my roommate. So yeah. we were very close. Yeah. So, oh, and she, yeah. She, and, so, so I felt a little bad until she realized it was And then the other show. news girl, we had several news people. We had uh, Jim Elton, uh, Scoop Elton, the news king. And right. remember, odd shaped fella. And we'd have him actually driving around town dressed as Elvis in a limousine as the news king. Yeah, he was like looking out of the top of the, uh, the yeah, limousine. Yeah, waving to the crowd, and they're wondering who the hell that was. It was well, awesome. the crowd was drunks on 2nd Avenue because it was like know. 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they had no idea. And then we actually had one guy whose last name was King, Lee King, who did uh, right. news for us, and we had fun with him. And one news gal was, of course, my ex-girlfriend, Lucy Noland, right. who uh, we had started out with at KSUA. And I remember she would, uh, when she was a DJ, she would write out verbatim every single break. Oh, and she God, did that yeah. in news. It yeah. was nuts. But look at her now. Flash ahead. She was uh, a lead anchor at KNBC in L.A. She did Good Morning New York. She just retired from the evening news in Philadelphia. Yeah. No, and she went. So, she went. So so we, she, she took it seriously and it showed. But, but the receptionists, we would really go out of our way to mess with. And I remember the one that was the germaphobe. Yeah. So and that was the one that lasted a day. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell this because you were involved in this. So she very pleasant girl. But let everybody know early on during the day that she was a, a germ freak, a germ phobe. It's like she's so. I she, don't know what she, she's she, doing. She now. She's got to be living in a bunker right now. She's fucking like, oh no way. She'd be wiping stuff down and everything. And and the, her first day there, and she goes to lunch, and so Glenn <laughs> takes a yellow sticky. Now we don't do anything to her desk. We don't no. do anything to anything. Nothing. All Glenn does is write on a yellow sticky. And I remember verbatim, it's, I may or may not have licked something on or near your desk. And then he just took the sticky and put it right down on the, right ca- on the on computer. Keyboard. I stuck it right on the computer. Yeah. And uh, we came back later and the, the people were mad at us. Like, really, guys? We're like, what? She goes, she quit. She, she quit? She came back from lunch, saw that, and just in the back of her mind, couldn't, not knowing whether you're telling the truth or not, she just couldn't deal with it. And so she left. So she didn't even last a day. No. But that was just one. But then there was the people that were on air. Mark the Shark, the young boy. We had yeah. a, a won a contest, became Alaska's youngest disc jockey. And he would join us once a week on the air. Right. And before or after him or before him, we had TJ the DJ, yeah. another young kid who actually went on to become a, an actor in L.A. and a fireman. And he right. was he was in the, if you remember, the, the Geico, Geico ad. Yeah. He was the hockey player with the uh, walrus. Taking playing. a shot at the walrus. You're right. Getting mad because there's a, a walrus. And, right. that was, and that was our TJ the DJ. And there was another kid on a forget who he was but we and again we'd write up scripts for them some of them you probably couldn't do it today we got these young kids reading and a lot of times they're charlie the paper boy and you know something cute and innocent and we'd we'd act like we were roughing them up and they were never even in the room when we were doing yeah, it it was it was hilarious and then some of our we had grandpa kellogg we had robert oswald who turned us on to johnny b and all that because he was from chicago in the air force right Still a friend of ours, and you know, online, and yeah. a fellow uh, music geek, you know, and uh, he played along all the time as well. And yeah, we just had so many of those great characters; it was awesome. And then when we didn't, we would make up our own characters, right? And th- and that was the thing. It's like cause Wang Dong. See, I couldn't do that now. No, you or, and, uh, uh, I, was, I was Cookie. Cookie, the, uh, and, uh, and I was the sports guy Jacques Strappé. Yeah, and we had. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Joey know, the Robotic Boy. Yeah, I never did like Joey no, the Robotic Boy. No, you hated him, and it was so fun. <laughs> that was part of the, what, what, right. what made it fun. But uh, And, we, of course, we did Gus and Roy. We played a little bit of that. Probably my favorite ones was there was a time when we didn't have a news person because nobody wanted to come and work with us, and we drove everyone else away. Oh. So what we would do is we would read, and we'd read serious news. Right. But we would do it as Chuckles and Giggles the News Clowns. And, and sometimes we'd have, like, we'd read the straight news and with a joke, after, <laughs> say, boy, did you hear what happened? A plane crash. <laughs> Everybody died. And Unemployment <laughs> is going through the roof, don't you know? <laughs> so, of course, they were based on, you know, a couple of our favorite old school characters. Yeah, but, uh, right, right. And we would do chuckles, complete with, ha he ha yeah. <laughs> so we read serious news, and, and some of it was kind of morbid you know, and morbid, horrible. But the the if it, it was the news, if it was yeah. if it was the headline, the news guy would read. We would read it as chuckles or giggles. The news. Guy. All right. Could be. It could have been somebody passed away. Could have been something. <laughs> it didn't, didn't matter. We were doing so much of that. <laughs> oh, they, oh. Did you hear about the guy that? Yeah. But, and and uh, and those were just the days of uh, of K Wolf because uh, and. Another segment we loved was April Fool's Day because we would always do some yeah. great pranks. We did the um, 
Uh, remember the space shuttle landing or the uh, demonic faces on the phone book. The guy, they, they'd always, uh, back then it was a big deal whose artwork was on yeah. the cover of the phone book. But at the same time, <sighs> the again. schools were going through a book system at the middle school level. And they were saying, oh, they can't have these books. They can't be using these as this teaching curriculum because they said there was uh, devil worshipers in it or <laughs> right, faces right. of the devil. So we started the rumor there was faces of the devil on the cover of the news of the new uh, phone book. And it was the uh, um, going out to the airport, the, the lake there. Yeah. There, so so there's reflections and, and all kinds of shadows and stuff. And so we came up with this rumor and then people started taking it seriously and people would say they did see faces. Yeah. And so now the people, the, the phone book people were getting all these calls. People and they were pissed. And now there's a, a story in the newspaper. So everybody was mad at us right. for just a little joke. And then years later, I got in trouble for the old dihydrogen monoxide bit being found everywhere. So we had fun. But the K, the K Wolf days were great. Um, and then we split for a bit. You went into TV and you yeah. went down. You were like, oh, we're Fox on the red carpet of the Grammys and the Oscars. You got to go. Cool and meanwhile, I was still trudging along at the radio station. Rocking it. And then, uh, and, and that's when I. I, I did solo, but then they brought us back. You came back, right. and you were doing one station at K. Wool, uh Cool, cool. You're doing the oldie station, which I kind of done. And that's when X Rock came along. Yeah, and that's when they said, "Hey, do you guys want to do something new?" And uh, that's when we said, "Yeah, we want to do something." Are you kidding me? Do something new on the radio? And it was not only Fairbanks, but they had us on in the Anchorage market as well. Right. So that's when we said, "Well, look, Anchorage hates Fairbanks. Right. There's no way they're going to want to do uh, listen to a morning show from Fairbanks." So that's when we drove out Crapper Creek, and that was the home of the morning show. Was the Crapper Creek Morning Show, st- and that was what 15 years ago. Right, and, and again, here and, I am. And again, that that was your idea for that, and and it was great. But the cool thing about us creating this fictional community is that we got to create. The backdrop and all the characters that live there, everybody. Oh, oh, oh Trooper, yeah. Trooper Cooper. We got Senator Head Uppus. Senator Head Uppus. Right. Now, uh, the folks that have listened to this know Trooper Cooper. Right. Because he's been on there. Uh, the Club Seal, the nightclub, uh, the, uh, the Pepper Peg- Creek Zoo and Landfill with right. the uh, Larry. Larry the Three-Legged Caribou. And then, of course, Pe- uh, uh, Peggy's huge mm, fucking be- beaver. It was a huge beaver. Biggest beaver I've ever seen. It. <laughs> I've never known a woman that had a bigger beaver. Now, it was in a cage behind her house. Right. And it was a docile. It was a friendly <laughs> right. beast. But it was huge. Yeah. But, and she was the only woman of Crapper Creek. But Trooper Cooper would come in. And I remember around the time of the Michael Vick dogfighting days. Right. He came in and uh, he was doing a little something in Crapper Creek. So this was one of the ones with actually Jerry and I and Trooper Cooper. Okay. X-Rock, it's everything that rocks Glenn and Jerry here live on X-Rock here in Cramper Creek, Alaska. Kind of, uh, you know, it's usually a sleepy little joint, but a little right. commotion going on out there. Yeah, something's it? happening out Cop there. Cop cars and all kinds of stuff happening. So when that's up, we usually have to call somebody who's in the know. And on the phone with us right now is Cramper Creek's very own Trooper Cooper from the Alaska State Troopers, who can hopefully tell us what's going on out here in the creek. Uh, Trooper Cooper, are you there? Uh, 10-4. All right, Trooper Cooper, can you tell us what's all the commotion here in Crapper Creek? Seems to be a lot of troopers yeah. and federal agents running well, around. Uh, I've been undercover for some time trying to break up this here squirrel fighting ring here in Crapper Creek. I think we finally got them. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say squirrel fighting ring? Oh, uh, yes, sir. You know, it's a problem that's been going around for some time now here. Kind of a ugly secret. Really smeared the fine image of this here community. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we've had several individuals in custody now as the investigation continues. Can't now, talk too now, much into it. All right. We've all heard about cockfighting and, of course, the illegal dogfighting right, in the sure. news. I don't think I've ever heard of squirrel fighting. Uh, How does squirrel fighting work exactly? Oh, it's pretty horrible. They take these little things away from the mothers at a very young age right. and uh, train them uh, to fight. <laughs> Usually take them to Cuba for that. <laughs> Each of the others are patrons watch on and bet on the fights. Oh. It ain't pretty. Them cute little squirrels just uh, just uh, wailing away at each other with them little nunchucks, what? man, just all flying wait, around wait, the cage. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say nunchucks? Oh, that's a 10 four. Uh, much like, you know, uh, you're cockfighting where they attach razor blades to their little feet. Right, right. Squirrel, uh, squirrel fighting, they tie small sets of nunchucks to the squirrel's tiny oh. little hands. Uh, it ain't pretty, let me tell you. So, wait, where do you find little sets of tiny nunchucks anyway, uh, exactly? We found they've been stealing them from... Uh, 
uh, G.I. Joe action figures. It's really how we tracked down the proprietors of the cabin. So, and uh, as it was being used to state facts, right, okay. uh, we staked out the local Toys R Us uh-huh. around the state, tracked down the guys buying the famous dolls, which is really the sad part here. Them right. G.I. Joe, that there's a great American hero. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just hate to see his good name tarnished or otherwise implicated in such a nasty situation. Right. Okay, now, son, now how do you get these squirrels to fight exactly? Well, sir, they uh, get them all gooped up on uh, candy corn. Oh. And then they start uh, going all wigged out and acting crazy and freaky-deaky. Really? Yeah, them, uh, them little squirrels just love their candy corn. Yeah. Let me tell you. And then, of course, you know, they go and promise them all kinds of stuff, a better yeah. life for their family sure. and fame and fortune. Yeah. And, of course, lots of candy well, corn. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, Trooper Cooper, <laughs> now you mentioned that you busted up the squirrel ring by going undercover. Now, did you disguise yourself as one of the squirrel owners? Uh, negatory. Uh I had to get a little closer to these people, uh-huh. as close as possible. So uh-huh. I actually disguised myself as one of the squirrels. Oh, oh now you're kidding. Uh, no, sir. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you, that little costume gets real hot after a few hours <laughs> yeah. in the hot sun. Not to mention, I think I'm hooked on candy corn. Wow, now. that's uh, pretty unbelievable. So uh, let us know how the investigation I sure goes. Will, but, yeah. uh, I gotta go now. Ah, probably got a report to write up no, on this. I uh, gotta start storing up nuts and seeds for winter. There we go. Uh, bada boom, bada boom. That was, uh, of course, Trooper Cooper of the Alaska State Troopers out here in Cramper Creek, Alaska, where we broadcast our show in the cabin in uh, Cramper Creek. Now, Jerry Evans, of course, uh, as we went on in the days of X Rock, we we put out a that was on the the CD. We actually have a CD of that yeah. available. And that one was on there. We had the 98 Fun Facts. So we did uh, three cassettes and a CD. But uh, we got into stand-up comedy really through a good friend of ours, Dennis Hartley, a radio guy and comedian. Kind of inadvertently, uh, kind of a a backup QB uh, when he got injured at a show. Yeah, right. He, he, he was doing his little Pete Townsend thing. <laughs> and he's a large man. He's a bigger fella. <laughs> right. And he did the hole with the knees and went down and he blew his knee out. Yeah. And, and then, I, I remember because at first a lot of people thought that was part of the act. Right. Everybody laughed. And Good then, fun. And then he couldn't get back up. Right. So um, that and somebody had to get on stage and we'd kind of goofed around and done some at the Kobuck room. Right. And, and, and kind of our comedy career kind of took off from there. And, yeah. and then uh, you were with the TV station, and uh, they were the host, the Fox Comedy Showcase, which it really still is. And um, we started doing the uh, comedy showcase through them. And then you were you were doing comedy, but then working with them, and you started really being the one to book the acts. Right. So, and that started a whole new career. For yeah. You. Started booking them, and and, and you too. You know, yeah. Would oh, book oh, the, by all would, means, would, would book them, plan everything out, and then do all the tickets and all that kind of stuff. And then it went from us doing just the one night every once in a while. Then, then I started taking it a little more seriously, and I kind of, you know, when I left there, I said to them, you know, it's like, well, you know, what do you, you know, what do we want to do? Because I'm used to doing this for you, and they go, if you you're having fun with it, do it. I'm like, all right. And so from then on out. You hooked up with TJ down in yeah. L.A., who we still deal with, and you just started booking. And over the last 20-some years, you've had you've brought up so many of the major comics yeah. that we enjoy today. It's it's funny because I still look at that list, and, and, and I'm in awe that I got to hang out with. And a lot of them are people who, when we grew up, they were like the hottest thing at the moment, but we couldn't get them up here to do the small clubs then. You know, like we got to work with Polly Shore and Jamie Kennedy. He was an asshole. We already talked about Marie almost <laughs> strangling Polly Shore well, on, on an earlier episode. Yes. But yeah, but Louis C.K., um, yeah. Kevin James, yeah. uh, Craig Robinson, still a good friend, you know, yeah. and uh, Jeff Dye, who's on a new show now, we just yeah. saw. Well, we see these guys all the time. Um, uh, also, um, Tom Arnold. Oh, Tom Arnold. Yeah, I mean, you could we could go down the list through comics and actors. Uh, Chris Kattan, Saturday Chris Night Kattan, Live. Jamie Kennedy, uh, uh, Natasha Leggero. Yeah. Uh, Chris Titus, who had a couple, you know, a couple series. Oh yeah, and and a lot of these guys are like the best in touring comics. Uh, right. So many of them had such good stories. And one of my favorites, uh, and I, I thought I had it recorded, but I don't have it in the system here. Okay. And that was with John Bazaar. Because not only did you start taking comics around to Fairbanks, oh, but all over the state. How many places? Well, there were there was a while where, because um, I, I was between things. And I think, well, instead of doing comedy just in Fairbanks, 
once a month for a weekend, like usually three or four nights, let me put up all these little circuits. So one weekend I would do here in Fairbanks area. Another weekend I would do like um, a Friday night in Nome, Saturday night in Kotzebue, then, or maybe in the Thursday night I'd do Bethel. And then of course, then I did this weird leg where it was uh, Petersburg, Sitka, Ketchikan, Juno, right, and I Yakutat. And I'm then, in weird places. And a lot of times, I would get to go out as your yeah. opener, yeah. and go on the road with these guys. Yeah. And I remember being uh, snowed in with, uh, with, let's see, Tom Rhodes. I once in in Ketchikan. Uh, John and, Wing, I think too. John Wing, and then uh, we've done we've driven these guys out. I remember the first show we did in Delta was with Bill Dwyer. Yeah. Our good friend Bill Dwyer, who you've seen on every show known to man. Right. And uh, commercial sports, name it. And it was 55 below, and we had survival gear in the rig driving out to this show to do it at a steakhouse in Delta. Yeah, no, it's a, and a lot of this. And Angel Salazar did that same. You may remember him as Chichi from Scarface. Yeah. And uh, Punchline with Tom uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he did the honky-tonk bar there, and that's the one I had the car running backed up to the door thinking they were going to chase us out. We, we kept thinking, because, and we tell people, these comedians that come up here, it's like you go out at the Clearwater Lodge, and at the time, the Refinery Lounge. Oh, Clearwater. We would pull into these places, and we would let them know ahead of time, it's like, okay, this club, it's going to look rough. You know, because you're going to this weird place out in Fairbanks, especially the Refinery Lounge, you pull up, and it's like, all trucks, and everybody's smoking the thing, and it says it's going to look rough. And the people look rough sometimes, but, but I said they're going to be the greatest crowd. And, and we've they, always had great yeah, crowds. And sometimes... The Refinery Lounge was the comics' best. We would have sold-out shows at the Loon and Kodiak Jacks, but they would love the Refinery because it was a small, intimate club. And the people were just smoke. Oh, my God, did they smoke at the Refinery Lounge. Like, cigarette night? Oh, it was wonderful. They also laughed their asses off, and afterwards they were just thankful. But, man, God forbid, at the Refinery Lounge, if you ask for a shot and you're on stage, just ask great Craig Robinson. I mean, come on, from the office, Pineapple Express, vomited on stage. Yeah, he did. They got him to vomit on stage. Yeah. Uh, we also got... Um, Which is funny because it was, it's, it's Craig Robinson. At the time, he wasn't as He was well on the known. office, well, but yeah, he but was we, a bit character on the office. Yeah, well, we had brought him up a couple times. Right. And of course, he, but when we first brought him up, you know, so he threw up on stage. And then the talk was, ah, you hear what this comedian threw up on stage at the Finery Lounge. And then eventually, after years, it's like, hey, did you hear the story? Craig Robinson threw up on stage there. Because now it's cool because it's and Craig he Robinson. It. He still he oh, yeah. owns it. He still yeah. knows. He still oh, yeah. brings it up. I ran into him <laughs> in LAX and he brings it up. Our guest is Jerry Evans. We're talking in the early days of uh, Jerry and Glenner and uh, our days of radio. And we're talking now, segue into the uh, the world of comedy we did. One of those trips, of course, with John Bizarre to uh, Nome. I'll never forget because we shared the airplane. And it was a small plane. We did the morning show, got on a little eight-seater Bonanza or Cherokee something to fly out to Nome. Private right. plane. It was just us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. I, I, had to, I had to piss like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> right. There's no bathroom on this little plane. So I tell the pilot, he goes, use a sick bag. So there I am on my knees, pissing in a sick bag. And right. I filled that thing. I mean, to the brim. Well, it was, just, I, it was just the pilot and you, me, and Bizarre. Yeah. And I remember just... And you could smell it because you're up in a plane. It's urine. It's a small, warm bag of urine. <laughs> and then uh, Bazaar looks at me and goes, oh, you fucker. Because he didn't have to go until right, I went. Right. So he does his little bag of urine. Sure. We land and we're walking across the tarmac, blowing snow, dark, snowy, windy, cold, right. you know, I don't know, 10 below. Right. And that's when we realized we're holding each other's bag of urine. Yeah. And we had to do this awkward Here's your urine. May I have my urine? And then we go into the terminal, which is packed. And right. we've got these bags obviously filled with yeah. urine or something. I had to walk the walk of shame through oh, yeah. to dump them. Then that night we do the show and John gives us the big, oh, what happens on, you know, in, on the t- road. Yeah, because he was, uh, yeah. But John liked the bigger women. He, yeah. And he, there was this one gal in the front of the stage. Oh, big open sweater, huge, like double, triple D yeah. things. And he was just salivating the whole show. It was a scene, man. So, so the little hotel they would stick the talent in was right next to the bar. And so we did our set and, and went, he stuck around and partied. Yeah. We're watching ESPN. We hear him come into the place next to us and we hear the giggling. So we yeah, know he's got, yeah, and we yeah, knew yeah, exactly yeah. who he had yeah. with him. And then we heard the loud, we were quiet. Then we heard the loudest boom, like somebody dropped a refrigerator. Wait, what, oh my God! What I I likened it to is in Animal House. Right. Remember when they shoot the or the, the, the horse? horse has a heart attack and plummets down to the ground. That's what it was. It's like because we're sitting there watching all of a sudden, and you could. 
feel the floor move. We both jumped move. off the couch going, what the and fuck? The, and then we're like thinking, oh, no. Because there's happened? only one thing it could be. Somebody died. Something happened. I said, do something we go in there? Should we save our buddy? Ah, let's, we'll watch Sports no, Center. No, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> and but, the next morning, we see him at breakfast. Right. And then he tells the story. It's like, she fell out of bed. She fell off the bed, naked. Huge woman. Yeah. And he looked up. At, and, of course, she... Thought he thought she might be kind of embarrassed or hurt, and she looked up and just kind of goes, <laughs> and that's when he's like, "Oh yeah," which, which and then it for was a lot on, of people, which is okay. Ew. Yeah, for for a lot of people that would have been eh, okay, maybe I made a bad decision, but no. for him, it's like, "Oh man, did I call this one?" Yeah, so <laughs> they had their good time, and we didn't sleep because we thought our good friend John Bazaar was dead. Yeah, uh, we did a lot of wild things uh, back in the years. We'd get to go to these little trips. I can remember um, in L.A. Uh, staying at the in Beverly Hills in the hotel, and the only way you could use the limo, we were there for a radio right. and records convention, was if you're shopping in Beverly Hills. And we asked, "What do you have to shop for?" And they said, "Whatever." So we ordered pizza from Beverly Hills, right. and we used the limo to, to go, go pick, pick it, it up. Because <laughs> awesome. the funny thing is, it's like you know, speaking it's of Beverly, it's kind of like. It, oftentimes, in these situations, we, we, we'd be like the Beverly Hillbillies, where we're like people way out of our element. But, I mean, we're young and we're hip and we're and all that, but we just, we kind of didn't care. You yeah, know what I mean? Because everyone else would be like, oh, my, how can they? We're just like, we're down from there. We're going to do this. And we would just go do whatever and really not care. And because I, we're never going to see these people again anyways. And I played in a golf tournament that day, and there was all kinds of celebrities, Craig T. Nelson, uh, Jack Lemon. I got to hang with him. And then uh, the young guy, Ray, who was on the uh, first Baywatch. couple seasons of Baywatch. Yeah. Young, young uh, good-looking kid. And I, I hung out with him. And that night, we're at the big radio and records conventions. Uh, and all the parties up in the suites with all the bands and everything. We walk out, and there's this guy from Baywatch on his hands and knees holding a burrito begging for his keys and the valet yeah. wouldn't give it to him no no right go home sleep it off yeah and he's and, and he's begging him all of a sudden he re- sees me and recognizes me he'll vouch for me i go oh dude yeah i'll vouch <laughs> you're fucked up and we offered to let him just crash in our hotel right and he did and the next morning he wakes up doesn't know where he's at no here comes jerry still walking got, out of the bathroom his burrito with him though his burrito jerry comes walking out in a towel now this dude really freaks out yeah. And uh, it worked out okay, because then he saw me and recognized and figured out what happened. But until then, and all I know is when he was drunk that night, we have a videotape sitting there asking him, hey, Ray, what's like, who's, how's Pamela? Oh, David Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff is a prick. I just remember him saying that. <laughs> right, so right. we had him just spilling his guts about yeah. the, uh, the, the, the cast of Baywatch. And and no, that, nothing funnier than than a celebrity getting drunk. And I don't remember the uh, I forget the guy's name that was host of America's Most Wanted. You remember him? Right. Yeah. Oh. So I ran into him and I was interviewing everybody at the uh, Billboard uh, Music Awards, and and he was like really drunk, and he was like supposed to be plugging a show, but America's Most Wanted. He couldn't pronounce <laughs> his own show. He was so drunk. So and the funny thing is, it's like. You know, I and I appreciated that, but I never aired that. I could have, no. I could have aired that, but that's one of those times where you're like, nah. if you, if nowadays TMZ would have been all over. Yeah, that. oh gosh, uh, yeah. they would have bought my our Ray story from no. us. We yeah. could have sold oh. that tape. We could have sold the tape. There's two times that I was in that kind of situation. One uh, at the Billboard Music Awards, it was a smaller, and Madonna was on stage, and I w- was no more. I was side stage. I was like 20 feet from her. And when you she called was performing. me, I think, and said, yeah, "Dude, yeah. I'm backstage. I could gang tackle Madonna <laughs> and be on the news right now. There's nobody that could stop me." Right. It's right there. I says, "I could go tackle her right now." And then for but for You'd the rest have to of go my to life, jail. But you would yeah, be the dude. I would be the guy. I'd be like Steve O or whatever. That'd be like the, my the guy weird with geeky the fan fan. that broke in on the uh, fight. That would be yeah, you'd be fan. Yeah, yeah. And and the other one was when I interviewed um, Dan Rather. And I gave him the salmon that we brought down from, and, and I remember him saying, "Okay, remember now, if you if, if you get thrown in jail, call me for bail money." And I thought to myself afterwards, I go, "Okay, now I've got a tape of Dan Rather saying he'd bail me out of jail. So if I get thrown into jail, one of two things happens: either Dan Rather bails me out, or I've got this tape of Dan Rather promising to bail me out, and, and he doesn't. never and he oh. never did." See? And we but, never got but, to find that out. Well, you know what? Because then I, I thought about, first of all, in New York, you could pee right out in, in front of the, the police That's headquarters and, and get... smoke crack. And they're like, they'd walk right by you. <laughs> and if you did get arrested in New York, I don't really want to go to Rikers Island and go, 
um, how many people probably say stuff like, Dan Rather said he'd bail me out. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> All, All right, right, just get back in the cell. Yeah, grab right, your ankles. Right. We got to go to the strip search. Uh, now, uh, before you think we were just rambling idiots, we were also very professional. We wrote ads. We sold. We, we did the whole works. And we actually... Uh, we're in the uh, members of the Alaska Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Now that's, two of the younger yeah. guys to be entered, and they don't usually put two guys in one year. We said, no, if we're going in, it's got to be as a duo, and they did. And actually, since then, we have been like the MC. They won't let us fucking go now. Uh, I think three years we've done it. They they we did they asked us to host it. We then. keep so doing we something two, weird and wild, and they keep asking us back. <laughs> we did it two years in a row, yeah. and then uh, uh, then they says, well, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get someone else. We're like, oh, no, that's totally cool. And then I got someone else, and then they're like. Okay, we want you guys to come back and do it again. Right. And then, of course, we also uh, nominated for Marconi Award, which we didn't right. win in 1993, I think, because of Tony Radio Wright, the fucker out of uh, Oklahoma. One, I'll never idiot. forget the name. Uh, we're here with uh, Jerry Evans. We've been talking comedy. And over the years with these comics, we've had so many of them that have come up, um, hundreds. You can look them up online. Uh, comedy North is your is your business name, but yeah. alaskacomedy.com is the website. Right. And go to alaskacomedy.com and go to the green room and you'll get you'll be in awe yeah. over all the comics and the people who've come up here. But also there's something there um, that Jerry did a couple of years ago that was fabulous, right before our legendary building that we did comedy in the Blue Loon burnt to the ground. That alone was a, an amazing story because... The night before, or the night it burnt down, the next night we were supposed to have a concert with T.J. Miller, yeah. the actor from Deadpool, from TV, comedy. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. He was coming up, and we had no venue, and Jerry started just working magic and getting the police department and the, the mayor's office, gotten everybody. We did it at Pioneer Park, and it was awesome. Uh, did two shows. They sold out, and it was awesome. But that was another one of those folk. That was the last thing we ever did. Uh, what was the... Jenny... The, the last comic, Zagrino. Yeah, Jen Zagrino. Was the last comic ever to perform at the Blue Loon because it burnt down like less than a month later. It, they're still rebuilding it now. But we had so many iconic acts that played in that place. Yeah. And you did a, a, a movie special, 20 years, a documentary, 20 years yeah. of Alaska comedy with some comedy legends. And it was great. Yeah, I mean, it started out as, as just an idea because when, when the comedians perform up here, People really like when they rip on Alaska. They kind of joke around a little bit, you know. It's like working with the crowd. And, and so that was some of the funnier stuff. And so I thought, well, what, wouldn't that be great if we just did a documentary about the comedians that have come up here? Kind and like roasting Alaska. Pretty much. And so we brought six headlining comedians up. It was uh, Chris Porter, Jeff Dye, Bill Dwyer, Arden Marine, and Jamie Lisso. Right. And then, uh, and then you and me. So we taped two shows prof very professionally out at the Loon, and it was all comedy about Alaska. And then that went so well, so we thought, well, there were some other comedians that wanted to get involved that couldn't. So now we go down to L.A. Oh, and, that and, was a great trip. And, and, that's where we got yeah. to pretend we were gay for free fries <laughs> uh, in that's, North Hollywood. Uh, that we, yeah, that's another story, though. <laughs> Um, so we went down, so we, we, uh, Zany set us up at the Laugh Factory. So, so we got to set up court at the Laugh Factory for a day and all these comedians from Jimmy Schubert to John Reap, uh, Maranzio Vance, Brad Williams. Oh, the midget comic. And we Jeez. can say that cause he gets offended if you call him a little yeah, person. So. He's a little different that way. So they all came and they all t did their stories uh, about Fairbanks. And so we edited then, it together. It was and then we got Todd Glass. And, yeah, and then we right. got uh, across We went to Lachlan Patterson's Lachlan house. Lachlan Patterson's. And uh, Jimmy Pardo joined us at uh, Todd Glass's. That was a treat. So it was really and, good. And we were lucky that we filmed the night that the lights went out on Jamie Kennedy's set out at the Blue Loon. When so the we power interviewed, went out. Yeah. So we interviewed him. And, uh, and he said that was probably... The most intimate, unique show he's ever done, and that's saying something. He did it by he, candlelight and the light of everybody's cell phones. Yep. He did the show, and it was fantastic. With no amplification. The, cr the crowd had to laugh and then be real quiet while they talked, and they did. Yeah. It was, so, anyways, it was great. So it's 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 still out there. Now we've shown the film once we debuted it, but with all the outtakes and all the inside Alaska jokes, yeah, you, you can get that DVD at alaskacomedy.com. Right. Yeah. So check that out. Yeah. And uh, by all means. Uh, as far as comedy, it's odd because we, we have struggled lately like every comic has sure. during COVID. It's, it's one of those tough things. It's going to be one of the last things to return. 
Because you've got a bunch of people packed in right. a room laughing loud. Those are all things that are no-nos. That and Broadway theater are going to be the last two, probably. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Vegas, uh, it'll be interesting. Orgies, too. That's probably going to... Uh, well, no, I don't think that stops orgy people. <laughs> no, you're probably right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what they'll do? They'll all wear masks and think that's... <laughs> but they're like weird bird masks. And, yeah, you know, the, kind of, you know. and now we're getting into the furry category, which actually might be about as safe as sex as you could have right now is furry sex. Yeah. Here we go. See, here we go. This is what happens. This is what happened on the radio show all those years. Uh, Jerry Evans, my uh, boy, uh, closest friend and companion for over 35 years. And when we mention that, a lot of people mention that online. A lot of folks don't have that connection. We've been fortunate to be able to have this all. And that our wives not only get along, but actually absolutely adore each other. And the four of us do vacations and have gotten into tons of adventures together. And, uh, you know, some of these are part of them. So uh, with that, I don't know what else we could really say. We'll come up with a million things afterwards. So I of think course. we'll have to could, do the, this again come spring. The story the story's going to go on and on. But to, to our next adventure, we have done comedy shows um, all the way up uh, at the top of the world in uh, the Beaufort Sea on a man-made island owned by BP for a bunch yeah. of oil execs, uh, you know, where they have polar bear signs. We've done them on a moving train. Right, we've uh, we've we've done them. We did one show for two guys having lunch. Yeah, we did a whole a whole 40, 40 minute set for the United Way. For the United Way, just we did that. And uh, we've got another one coming up here in two weeks. It looks like we're going to do drive-in comedy. We're going to do it at right. Good Titrations in Fairbanks, one of the dispensaries. And uh, you've we've got a small. Uh, what uh, FM transmitter people pull up and going to catch some comedy. So this yeah. might be how we do it for a little while. Yeah, it could be. And but before before we sign out on the on this thing here, and first of all, thanks a lot for for having oh, me up. It was fun going down. Awesome. Memory, and you memory wore lane. a K Wolf shirt. You know, I it's, it's <laughs> no, I know it's not video. I, I wanted to get in the mood. It's the wake up and smell the coffee. Oh right, on, on I remember back. that. Yeah, yeah. But I also I, I wanted to thank uh, uh, the people that listened to us. Uh, way back when, all the way up through now. Again, yeah. again to, to this very day, to my show. Yeah. They play along, they get it, and yeah, they get it and they're part of it. Right. And, and we don't want to, we never take ourselves too seriously no. because we like to think we're, you know, we work to try to be good at what we do, but there's a lot of people who, in this town who impress us because they're good at, at what they do. So, we're oh, so we're, just, we're just we're just hanging around, you know, we're just hanging out with with, with everybody and 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 being part of the town, I, I having fun doing it. Do you have any um do you have any uh I don't know, regrets about like not doing comedy or radio out down south? Um n- Yes and no, because you're always going to wonder, because we've had the opportunity to do radio outside. And, and we could have and done really comedy, comedy at yeah. any time. Um, yeah. but Especially being from Alaska, because to be Alaskan comedians, right? And, we, and we've got that stuff where you can where you find your we, you find your tight forty five fifty minutes, and you do you can do that every night because you're going to different crowds. And and doing comedy here, I I can honestly say you and I have probably more material than eighty percent of touring comedy <laughs> yeah. because they do they like you said yeah. um, we have a lot of comic friends that have a good strong one hour or forty five minute set. And they do that set. Never changes. And it never changes. Yeah. Some will change. Some will change all the time because they, they feel the need to. But they don't have to because they right. rarely play the same club. And uh, But for us, every three, we, we would get off stage and immediately start to have have to start yeah. writing comedy because we were going to be on stage again in three weeks in front of the same fucking people. Right. And, and, I and give, you're only I, as good as your last Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I give you all, all the credit in the world because you, much more so than I, are always coming up with new stuff. You've probably got four hours of, of, of good Good, real good comedy. Well, so, thank you. And back at you because your our, our stuff just always works so well together. Because there's some similarities, but a lot like our radio style, there's a, a lot. Of, there's a huge difference in our comedy and our uh, uh, right. our, our 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 flavor for comedy is very much the same. Yeah. But our our delivery of it is very different. And, and different life experiences in, and then, in ways. And I think for me, um, I, I'm the same way. I have some regrets, but it's more wonderment. I I I'm not. I think because after going to like uh, radio conventions and talking to these radio jocks, they were stressed out balls of, they're just balls of stress. Yeah. They're worried a half a rating point and they were gone. New PD, they were gone. They were constantly jumping market to market. And oh, then yeah. later on, a lot of those guys are all looking for work. Right. And uh, small market radio is still kicking ass. So, you know, it's still been very good to me. Right. Same with comedy. You know, I mean, yeah. 
we're family guys. We like our kids. We like our families. And in radio, I could just see us going down and then you're just constantly moving. I didn't want to do that. Well, the funny thing is, it's also, it's, and, and you hear horror stories of people that are always on the road. I mean, it's fun to go on the road a little bit and get out, but it's like, you know, 45 weeks a year away uh. from home on the road in, in hotels. And we put them up in nice places here, but not, not everybody does. But the cool thing is, uh, like I say, I get to, to book all the comics that come up. So I book people that that I respect as comedians. So it's cool because I don't have to travel. And you travel the country, if you're headlining, you're not working with other headliners. Here, we get to work with headliners, some of our favorite comics. Yes. We get to hang out with them. We get to do shows with them, get hang out afterwards. With, uh, and and then go home yeah. to our bed and our families. And that's 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 the best well, we're not thing. our bed. Well, no, our individual no, beds. No, we don't was, want that rumor going around strictly again. Strictly North Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, and that was the big thing with comedy. The reason I... I there was times I wanted to go off and do comedy yeah. professionally, but you're, you're on the road all the time. Yeah. I would miss out on, I would feel like I'm always missing out on something that, cause that's, you've got to have a certain constitution for that. And half of them were like divorced or alcoholic oh. or just lonely <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, just, yeah. and uh, it, it turned me off to that part of it. And, and, and knowing that we get to do radio and do comedy in our hometown with people that actually appreciate us still after all these years, and or at least humorous, right? And uh, and our families and our friends. It's just been a fortunate, fortunate thing that I don't think most people in radio or comedy, let alone both, right, ever get to do. Well, it's funny because a lot of these headlining comedians that we see on all these shows, it's like we look at them and in a way a little jealous because they're out there doing all this kind of stuff. But they tell us often when they come up Constantly. here, they're, they're it's like they're jealous of us that we get to do comedy. And have like a home, do what we like doing and having a home life. Yeah. And they don't have it. And uh, I would say 70% of them have probably said, man, you, you guys have it so good here. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, and now we look up now, of course, you know, the rest of the world is madness and we're going, yeah, we do have it pretty good. Yeah, here. we there's, do. There's more. Now it's, it's paying off and it's shown exactly why. That's Mr. Jerry Evans. Hey, hey. Uh, by the way, uh, he's also uh, one of the men uh, at Explore Fairbanks uh, for yeah. media type. Uh, you get the, I couldn't think of a better person for this yeah. job. I always say that. His job now is when people, besides uh, doing comedy, is when people come, media type, come to Alaska, come to Fairbanks, he's the one that shows them around. And you're showing them a good time. And that's, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like writers, bloggers, yep. media, video. You're, you're uh, the one that, that shows them Fairbanks. And, and a lot of the stories we do wind up on the front cover of uh, Alaska Airlines magazine, a British Airways magazine. Yeah, you magazine got me some press in there once. Yeah. Got, I got some press in there. There but, you go. But it's, and it's just, my job is pretty much anybody that's listening, when you got out of town guests coming up and you're like, oh, we got to go out and have dinner at the pump house. Oh, no, we need to We need to do this. You need to do that. That's basically what I do with these people up here. So I'm showing off Fairbanks, and, and Fairbanks makes itself pretty easy right. to show so off. So a lot of times he gets to go play, you know, like ski or play, uh, bike, go mountain biking or go to the hot springs or kayak or go to <laughs> hoodoo. He's always going to hoodoo with these guys. And you're getting paid to do all this. That's Yeah. Let's see. Again, life is beautiful, people. Life is beautiful. That wraps it up this week. We had such a good time. Jerry, thanks, buddy. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Have fun. I always appreciate it, buddy. So, uh, we're going out for beers anyway, and I'm gonna, if we make it sound like we're going to, ah, I'll, I'll see you here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll go do <laughs> yeah, something right, fun. We will. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our Zoom meeting, <laughs> yeah. which we do every, every week Thursday. with a bunch of music buffs and uh, uh, guys that uh, own the clubs we did comedy in and musicians, yep. and, and we do that with them. So, uh, But that's not for you guys. Thanks so much. Don't forget, <laughs> I'm going to have a new episode next week. Maria's going to be back. Let me see on uh, the next podcast. Uh, Maria uh, rates, your, uh, rates your junk. <laughs> well, not just in general. Uh, weird animal questions for Dr. D. We got a foodie roundup. Yes or BS with the mayor. And it's all about the Golden Girls. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, and then we got uh, best gig, worst gig with Bill Dwyer. Oh, nice. And of course, another episode of Ask Trooper Cooper. That's next week right here from Crapper Creek on the podcast. Bye-bye.